Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for September 5th, a special Labor Day weekend edition. My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF 21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and yes, please visit ETOF 21 Sports because. The draft guide is up. I told you guys I'd be working on a draft guide, and I finally have it up. I go through my process of how I make my rankings and what I look at, and I guarantee what I'm looking at is different than what other people look at. I have a real weird way of doing stuff, and it just works for me. Like A lot of people, when they make their rankings, they don't look at offensive lines, or they chase last year. Like, I clearly state in the whole article, it's like 25 pages, 6,000 words, rankings, the whole nine yards. You want to be out in front of what you think is going to happen, and you don't want to chase last year. So case in point, and I say it clearly in the article, Lamar Jackson, he's on my players to avoid list. Why? Because of what he did last year. He's getting drafted too high. And if you look at the quarterbacks the last couple years that have had great seasons, the following year, they've struggled. And one guy on Instagram went back and forth with me. He's like, you have no statistical data to support that. Well, yeah, I do. I showed you how Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, how they all went from being QB1 to the following year having a decline in production and not making enough fantasy points for their average draft position that they were going so that's what I'm saying. You don't want to get Lamar Jackson. You want to get this year's Lamar Jackson. Who's that quarterback you think's under the radar? Someone that can produce those numbers. That's what you want to do. And I go through all that. Um, it's crazy. Like, usually this weekend, I'm usually out in Las Vegas. I have some people that fly me out there. I help them out with some plays. I kind of, like, take them through the whole quote-unquote betting process. And I'm not doing that this year. Why? COVID-19. COVID-19, but on the flip side, because of COVID-19, this is a sports weekend like hardly we've never seen before. I mean, we have college football, a smaller college football slate, opening day of college football. I've just posted my plays. Um, We have a small ROI, I think 2.37 or something like that. I mean, we've done three plays. So, you know, we got a couple plays today. I I posted those. We have MLB. I'm loving one MLB dog today, which I'll post a little bit later. We have NBA, we have NHL, we have the Kentucky Derby, we have the U.S. Open, we have Xfinity Racing, we got UFC, we got the Derby, the Golf Streams Park, last day of Saratoga, Del Mar Park, Golden Day. I mean, it is just crazy to think the amount of sports we have going on in the first weekend of September. We've never seen anything like this. It's going to be a wild ride. So let's hop on the train, let's make some money. And like I said, everything's posted for free. I'm not like Vegas Dave trying to steal you guys' money right now. I mean, I will be charging once September, um, what's the day on Thursday? Whatever day Thursday is. That's the first day of the NFL football. And I will start charging there. I mean, I put a lot of work in my plays. And like I said, sports betting has allowed me some luxuries in life that if I didn't sports bet, I wouldn't have those luxuries. And people are just stealing my plays blatantly. And I mean, I find it kind of find it funny when I post a play, and two seconds later, someone else has the same exact play. It's like, dude, like, what the hell? So, you know, starting Thursday, everything's going to be charged for. You can visit my website, 
etoff21sports.com. On the bottom of the page, I have all my pricing. So if you guys want to come aboard, I'm going to send out messages to all my guys who are kind of on pause, confirming. I've had a couple new guys reach out saying they want to be a part of a team. Um, but yeah, once that comes, we're going to we're gonna hop on the train and just kind of go from there. I also want to give a big thank you to my boy, Gino Bacala, for having me on the That's What G Said podcast this week when he talks at NBA. I always enjoy sitting down with Gino, bouncing ideas off. That's a great guy. Also, remember, he's a horse racing guy. He used to work on TVG. A lot of you guys don't know that TVG is like the predominant horse racing channel in America. And um, he knows the stuff when it comes to horse racing. He puts out a great podcast, takes a track, go through it. With the Kentucky Derby, if you want someone else's plays, want to get someone else's ideas and mesh them together with somebody else with like the plays I post or whatever. Listen to his podcast. He goes through race by race and just kind of look at it, listen to it. Great, great follow. So if you guys aren't following Gino, make sure you uh, check him out. First thing I kind of want to talk into is I kind of want to touch base on the disappointment of my Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, I have two NBA teams. I grew up in Michigan, so naturally I'm a Detroit Piston fan. But also on the flip side of that, I'm also a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I live in the northern suburbs of Chicago, and me being a basketball fan, it's easier for me to get up to Milwaukee than it is for me to get go down to Chicago just because of the Chicago traffic. So, I mean, I invested in Milwaukee Bucks tickets, and for the past couple years, I go to about probably 20 games a year. So I think I'm pretty invested, you know, as much as I can go up there, I go, I go up there. And what I saw yesterday with the season on the line and you get outscored 40-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter was a flippin' embarrassment. I mean, I cannot fathom being outscored by that much. And there's Bud, Coach Bud sitting on his ass, sitting on those timeouts. Your season's on the line. you got to manage your timeouts. And then, then he comes out and he says how Giannis can't go over 36 minutes. Giannis is in insane shape. With the Raptors' season on the line, look how much, how many minutes Nurse played Lowry, Siakam, um, who's, that, who's that, Van Vliet. Van Vliet. He played his dudes because he knew the season was on the line. And you got freaking Coach Bud stubborn in his ways. There's no movement on the offense. The offense looks so stagnant, and he just looks confused. And sitting on those timeouts will confuse me to the day I die. I mean, you have to manage the momentum, and he did it. So I'm just going to say it. If I was the GM, he's done. After blowing the 2-0 lead last year against the Raptors, and on top of that, what I'm seeing in the bubble, he's done. Like, he, he is done. And the thing with the bubble is this. And I'm, I'm realizing this. There's no home court advantage. So each team's weakness is more glaring. You can see the team's weakness. You can see how the Bucks have no movement on the offensive end. Everything's stagnant, one-on-one, a couple picks and rolls. But there's no cutting. And when there's no cutting like that, it is easy for the defense to guard. And they're not doing anything to take the heat out of their comfort zone. So that is just it, 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 it's sickening to my stomach. To think that this Bucks window probably is already closed. I mean, last year they should have never lost to the Raptors. This year, with the pandemic, they're playing down there and their their holes are being exposed. So I'm looking at what would I do if I was the GM. If I was the GM, I'd obviously the first move, no duh, you gotta get Giannis to commit. You gotta lay out a plan and just say, look, we're gonna surround you with people 
to be successful. This is what you do well, and we're going to get those people in place. Because I'm not going to lie, when I look at the Bucks roster and I look at the Heat roster, which roster is more built around their superstar? Is the Heat roster built better around Jimmy Butler than the Bucks roster is built around Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah, hell yeah it is. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure, figure that out. This Bucks roster isn't built that good. So they need to seriously talk to Giannis, lay out a plan with what they're going to do to get this roster built around him so they can contend, so he can bring a championship to the MKE. The next thing, obviously, is you got to fire Coach Bud. Now, who are my top two candidates? I mean, obviously, you got Tyrone Lue out there. Lou won a championship with the Cavs. Some of you may say, well, he had LeBron. I mean, still, he won a championship. The guy can coach. He's well-respected around the league. Yeah, I do find it a little weird that KD and Irving signed off and having Steve Nash instead of Lou. But, hey, he's still out there. I'm sure if this job was available, he'd be interested. And he has that championship pedigree and has shown he can do it. So that would be my first call. Now, also someone else, and now... I posted about this when the Nets hired Steve Nash. I would want a former player, a player I think that should be in the Hall of Fame, a player I think is a natural leader that can elevate everybody else. And that man is Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups should be on the list of people to call if Lou says no. Now, what you do with an inexperienced coach is you take high-level assistant coaches and you surround him. So you get high-level assistant coaches, surround them with Billups, so that way it can kind of help them ease into the coaching game. If you guys remember way back when, I think it was the late 90s, the Pacers did this with Larry Bird, and they had success. They made some conference finals. I think they may have made a championship. I may be wrong, though. So that's what I would do if Lou says no. I would hire Chauncey. Chauncey's a great leader. He can motivate. I mean, look what he did with that Pistons team that won it all against Kobe and Shaq. So, I mean, he's proven he can win it all. He's proven he knows he can lead in the NBA, and he's familiar with the NBA, and rumor has it he wants to get into coaching or a GM. What a better situation than to come here when you have the defensive player and the MVP. So that's what, that would be step number two. I'd try to get one of those two guys. Now, the third step, and I said this way back when, when, they extended Bledsoe and didn't Brogdon. They were making the wrong choice. Brogdon, with his shooting, his defense, he can play both guards' positions. He's just, in my eyes, a better fit on this team than Bledsoe. Bledsoe can't shoot, liability at the three-throw line, gets out of control, and he plays too fast. I mean, he's had some god-awful turnovers, especially in Game 2. He has some bad turnovers when the Bucks really needed a basket. So I would try to find a trading partner for Bledsoe. I know you can't go in the past and sign Brogdon, but you got to find someone. He's He's got a huge cap hit, $16 million. Ideally, you need a leader, someone that can kind of be the alpha in the room because clearly Giannis isn't that comfortable with being the alpha in the room. Um... So I would try Chris Paul. I mean, I know he's got a three-year contract left, and it's $30 million. I don't even know if they can get it to fit. I would have to play around with a salary cap 
and the ESPN trade machine and everything. But I would go after Chris Paul because you need an alpha. And clearly Giannis has shown he's not the alpha. Chris Paul is a type of player that's going to elevate and demand things from other people. That's the player the Bucks need. Then I would go, and the last thing I would do to this roster is I would want to add toughness. Now, obviously, you want to add shooters. That's a no-brainer. Anyone can say this, say that. But I want to add toughness. I want to add grit. I want, if Giannis drives to the hole, I want someone on this team that the next play, let's say hypothetically Jimmy Butler drives, this guy's going to knock Butler's ass down. And you're going to say, hey, tell your boy over there, take it easy on my boy. That's the type of player you need. A type of player, as I compared Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry to, that will pour gasoline on himself and run through hell to get a victory. And I'm thinking the player I want the Bucks to go after is someone they're playing right now, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder can knock down the three, he can defend hard, and if someone knocks Giannis, he's going to be the first one to knock that other guy back. They need a Giannis protector. So right there, that's how I'd start this process of doing something with the Bucks. You guys have to remember, this window that the Bucks have may already be closed because the Nets are going to be having Kyrie and KD next year. The Heat obviously have all that young Colin and Butler and Spolstra who's proving he's one of the better coaches in the game right now. And then you got everything Boston has. Tatum's on the verge of becoming one of a, the top five players in the league. And then you got Nick Nurse and what he's doing with Toronto. Now, granted, I really think Toronto is always going to be behind the eight ball until they get that quote-unquote lead 1A superstar. I really don't think Siakam is that guy quite yet. Could he develop into that guy? Maybe, but I really aren't seeing it with him. And it's showing that the Raptors do need that guy that can go one-on-one because they're relying on fast break points so much. But that's what I would do if... I was in charge of the Bucks, um, so there you have it. If you guys differ, or you guys think something different, you know, let me know. You know, DM me and everything. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is college football betting. Now, some of you guys have DM me. Why only pay, betting first halves? I bet a lot of first halves in college football. I really don't bet that many games, and why is that? Well. If a team A, so right like today, I have SMU. SMU has a great offense, but if they get up a lot, they're just going to start their bench their uh, starters. So there could be an opportunity for the back door. Same thing in the Marshall game today. So I would rather with those guys when I'm taking teams that have big point spreads, I'm going to look to the first half, and if I'm under a key number, 14, both of them I got at minus 13 and a half, that's what I'll kind of be invested in. Now, granted, you can get freaky things can happen, kind of like when we had UAB on Thursday, laying the minus 11.5, three turnovers led to 21 points, less than two minutes left, up by 14. Why you don't just run the ball? I mean, it's amazing to me. Bill Clark gets a lot of publicity and a lot of props for people being this great coach. If he's playing a better team, that game is over. You're up by 14, and you don't run the ball to get into the halftime with a two-touchdown lead. You force the issue, turnover, touchdown, boom. The other team is 
score seven. Now it's only a one-score game going into halftime. So, you know, that's why I only bet first halves. Granted, it was a bad beat, but that's part of sports, especially in college football, because you guys have to remember college football. You're betting on 18 to 22-year-old boys. And think back when you were 18 to 22, the amount of dumb shit you guys did. I mean, I I did some idiotic stuff, and I really wasn't that big of a partier. I was, you know, an athlete in college, so I really didn't go all gun, guns, guns home. So that's it for today's edition. Uh, you know, a short edition today, just because it is such a loaded day of sports, I need to make sure that I get all the plays out in time for you guys. We got horse racing. I'm about to dive into the Saratoga card right now and post my plays. So remember, all the horse racing plays can be found at etof21sports21 underscore horse underscore racing. All sports betting plays can be found at etof21sports on Twitter and Instagram. And those uh, those are going to be free until Thursday. And on Thursday, once NFL starts, everything is going to be charged. I'm going to be offering a daily, weekend, week, monthly. And then if you guys want to do a season long, I can do that. I will know later today how many spaces I have available to be part of the team. I limit it to 25. Why do I limit it to 25? I just don't want to be sending 30 messages to guys or 50 messages to guys like I were about, hey, this is the play, this is the play. Then you have all these question marks. So if I limit to 25, that's something easy, something controllable. Maybe I'll open up a telegraph because I'm hearing people are using telegraph more and just be able to post plays there. I'm really not sure exactly how I'm going to get the plays to you. Maybe I'll ask for emails and do it like that. But I just want a little something easier than what I was going through last year. Because last year, toward the end of it, it got a little stressful for me. Just making sure I was communicating with everyone and giving you guys the plays. But if you guys want to check out the pricing out, etoff21sports.com. If you guys are interested in joining the team, just slide in the DMs and we can start the process. And then later today or tomorrow morning, I'll be able to let you know. As always, please stay safe. It's a holiday weekend. Don't drink. Don't drive. Wear your mask. We have a lot of dumb people out there who think this virus is a hoax. It's obviously not a hoax, people. So wear your mask. Stay safe. Be smart. And I will be back on Monday, and we'll dive into the NHL a little bit more.